I say this a lot, and we'll go ahead and say it again. If we took some time and we learned something today, would it be worth it? Would it be worth your time showing up? Would it be worth you combing your hair, brushing your teeth, and coming on down and hearing uh, what God's Word has to say over our life? I want you to turn to 1 John chapter 5. And I want you to say this. What he's doing for others, he's doing for me. Let's say it again. What he's doing for others, he's doing for me. While you're turning there, my wife texted me this morning, and uh, she just told me, she said, hey, dinner's cooked, ready, and I'm praying for you. Somebody needs to hear that today. I'm telling you, what he's doing for others, he's doing for you. He's doing it in your marriage, too. Amen. Somebody needs to hear that word today. I know that sounds simple and sounds easy. My wife's making gumbo. And I'm not talking about that fake gumbo. I'm talking about the Louisiana-Mississippi border gumbo that will uh, curl your toenails. And it's good. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm looking forward to that. But um, above all this, my heart is here today. My heart is so full this morning. Um, I wish I could have got it all down on paper, what's in my heart today. But uh, are you agreeing with me for uh, anointed utterance today? That uh, We're not just up here to um, do anything other than share what God has for us today. That we're strictly nothing more than just a vessel that God can use. It makes no difference who's up here. Makes no difference. God's got something he wants to say to you. And if he'd use a donkey to speak to people, I promise you he can use me. And I promise you he can use you. So every one of us, uh, man, you know, we're better than that. So anyways, the, the point is this. God has something to say, and we're here to hear it. We're here to speak it. And it's all for God to get the glory, every bit of it. If we're here for any other reason, we're just wasting time. We're here for his name to be glorified, not just in what we say, not just what you hear, but when you leave here, what's performing in your life. It's all about us living the life of victory. Uh, I, the Lord really dropped this in my spirit this week, and I know that it's good to get out and invite people to church. Is it not? But if you're making them wait till Sunday to hear the gospel, we're not doing them a service. While you got their ear, go ahead and tell them about Jesus Christ. We're here to make disciples. We don't, we don't need to wait for the lost people to come in here. If they do, awesome. But you know, the church is for the body of Christ. And when you're out with, uh, inviting people to church, go ahead and share the gospel with them. Don't make them wait. Give it to them right then. You know, we don't have to you know, uh, think about what all we're going to say because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit would give us what to say. If he calls you to do those things, is he going to leave you hanging? No, he's going to give you the words to say. Well, let's go to 1 John 5. I've got kind of a long introduction here, but um, or it feels like it's long, but this is uh, just a word that kept coming over um, me this week, uh, starting in verse 14. It says, and man, this really, the Lord really hit me with this this morning. You know, if you, if you will, I'm trying to get started. If you will slow, if we will slow down long enough and just read and really look, because this word's alive. 
This isn't just any other book. This word's alive. I mean, it's just it's amazing how a sentence or a couple of words can jump off the page and be like, pow, the V8 moment, you know? And in verse 14, it says, and this is the confidence, and God hit me with this, that we have in Him. My confidence is not in me. And I'm not talking about, fault. I'm not talking about false humility and running myself down. I, we need to be in the understanding that the confidence that we have is not in me, but the confidence that we have is in Him. Okay? That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Now, um, the Lord began to deal with me a little bit this morning, and I'm honestly, I'm going to be talking about wisdom today, uh, believe it or not, but he, he began to deal with me early this morning on increasing faith. Because um, I, I, re- I think the last time I spoke here, uh, the man that had the, the possessed son, where um, when Jesus was asking him, do you believe? And he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. What a powerful statement. That doesn't, didn't mean he had lack of faith. Maybe a seed of faith was in there, just hadn't grown to maturity. Um, but then we go from, uh, this is where the Lord hit me with this, is Jesus didn't leave that man to carry on the mindset of help my unbelief for the rest of his life. We have to allow our faith to be challenged in order for it to grow. And I realize there are a lot of things that are said in here that are um, goes against co- probably uh, traditional thinking. I'm really slowing down thinking how I can word this without sounding condemning. Um, there are things that we are going to hear that are going to challenge us. And I realize there are people here that have maybe never heard this before, maybe people online uh, trying not to rabbit trail because I'm trying to stay on, on track. I cannot tell you uh, how many times in the last two weeks I've heard people talk about messages that they've heard on KMTC. And I talked with Pastor Susan about that. We didn't realize we're pastoring people outside these walls that we don't even know. Uh, I was at the extension office today or last week, and a lady was like, I recognize your voice, and I knew where it was going. But I was just trying to play the humble card, you know, and I was like, oh, really, you know? And she said, and I told her my name, she said, you're that guy on the radio. And I said, well, I'm one of those guys on the radio, I guess, but it's a little humbling. But the thing is, is people are hearing things for the first time that they've never heard before. But does that mean they don't need to hear it? I know some of it's challenging. That's what I'm trying to get at. I know some of this stuff is challenging. Uh, I'm going to try to segue off a little bit of what Pastor Susan talked about last week in our words. And a lot of times when people hear this, they're like, you mean I've got to watch every word that's coming out of my mouth? That's, that's where they're at because their faith might be a little bit. doesn't mean they don't have any faith, but it may just be a, maybe at that mustard seed stage. But the fact is this, I know some of these things may be hard, but hear them. Hear them. If, it's not, if, it, if you don't leave today and it's not working in your life, don't get in condemnation. But hear it, study it, pray over it, ask God to reveal things to you 
uh, and he will. But we need to, our, our faith needs to increase from Lord I believe but help my unbelief to now we're asking. And what I love about when we start asking God to do things according to his will, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to something here, just hang with me. We ask God to do things according to his will, then God begins to confirm that word with signs following. That's what he said in the book of Mark. We're not, we're not worshiping uh, the signs, but God is using the signs to confirm what his word says and this is what God began to show me. Then we graduate to, because of Jesus and the power of his name, we begin to graduate to this, this level. We begin to speak to things. Is it wrong to ask God to do things? No. It's not wrong to ask God to do things. But you can increase to a level of faith where you realize I've got authority because of Jesus Christ. And I can talk to stuff and it has to obey what I'm saying. And I know there's a lot of people that says, okay, John, you know, I, I, I run into some people yesterday and it's so funny because... Uh, I used to go to church with them years ago, and when they shake hands with me now, they're almost kind of like apologetic, like, you know, you're backwards now, and you, <laughs> you've lost your mind, but it's okay, we still love you. I'm not, you know, it doesn't offend me, I realize this, it's like, you have got to put yourself out there for God to reveal his, you've got to hear some things that before you're like, uh, I don't want to hear that, yeah. I don't want to hear that. To now you realize, wait a minute, this has been the key to walking in victory. So don't be afraid to let your faith be challenged. Because the Word of God is a seed. You believe the Word of God is a seed? It's a seed that should be growing into harvests. Plural. Man, y'all are quiet today. Or this is a lot more profound to me. Um, but don't get into condemnation over things that you hear that aren't fully working in your life because we're here to teach you as we learn ourselves, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm a, I'll, be, I'll be the first one to admit, um, man, I, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of everything that God's Word says. You, you read things and you're like, man, I've been missing that my whole life. But that's okay. I don't have to get in condemnation on it. Neither do you. Uh, I understand that people's faith are at different levels. As I said, they, these, some of these things are there you're hearing for the first time. But Jesus doesn't leave us at the mindset of help my unbelief. It's okay if that's where you are. I, I know I'm repeating myself, but I, I don't want you to get in condemnation over this. It's okay if that's where you are, but don't just live there. Don't camp out there. I'm, I'm saying stay there till your faith increases. Don't, I'm not telling you to jump out and do things that you shouldn't do when you're not at that level of faith yet, but don't just stay there thinking that's all that there is. You have to allow your faith to be challenged. Uh, I, I've shared a little bit uh, as openly as I can uh, with, with people and even behind the pulpit here. I'm kind of like the test case of, <laughs> of where people were you know, uh, in their thinking of just uh, believing in prosperity, uh, believing of your words matter. And uh, this is what God, I, I tore this out of an old notebook when we first started coming here. Uh, and not, I'm, here's the thing. Our words being powerful is not just an RCC theory. Right. It's the Word of God. Amen. Okay? So I'm not pushing doctrine. I'm not pushing theory. We're pushing the Word of God. 
and we begin to listen on about petitions. Anybody ever did any research on that, about what the Word says about petitions? Because uh, we were listening to Jerry Savelle, and when I would listen to him before, Charles Capps on KMTC, we, listened, see, we grew up listening to KMTC because that's what you did when you got saved again. I mean, that's just what you did. You, you did your presets. And when Charles Capps would come on, I'd be like, this guy has lost his mind. He, it, it, we would talk about it at work the ne- next day and be like, I think he just says whatever's coming to the top part of his head. But in reality, he was digging inside the Word of God and pulling out truths that were changing his life and was changing other people's lives. And we were walking in victory. Well, we were listening to Jerry Savelle, uh, me and my wife were one day, and he come across uh, Psalms 20 and 5. And it says, we will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners, and the Lord fulfill all thy petitions. And he began to talk about um, writing out a petition of what you wanted God to do, dating and signing it, and we begin to study on this, and, go, and I'm, like I said, I'm trying to be as open as I can without embarrassing my family. Believe it or not, that's not my goal when I get up here is to embarrass my family. <laughs> but we had some debt that we were very ashamed of, very ashamed of. And, and I was specifically, we worked very hard trying to pay it down just a little, and we just didn't feel like we were making any, any leeway. And what I'm getting at is this about the word working in your life, if you let it. And so we wrote out a petition. You know, when you're desperate, you know, you'll try anything. And so I was, you know, the, I was trying, you know, to be honest with you, I was just like, okay, I'll see if this works. And we, we wrote it, we signed it about this debt. And there was also a, a part on here where we did, we asked God, we, we repented for bad spending. But I want to tell you today, we signed it. And we prayed over it, and we agreed together. I'm going to tell you right now, that debt is canceled in full today. I'm telling you this because there has, and when I say test case, I'm using that very loosely. There has to be an example. And I'm going to tell you, you can go from a state of not believing any of this stuff to where it can be working in your life to bring you into a level of victory. Not, to, not just to prove that our theory is right and your theory is wrong, but God wants to bring you into complete victory. And you can, I'm telling you, you're going back to last Sunday trying to just, I guess, reshare. Man, it was so powerful to me. You know, the power of our words. That even though we've heard that, is it wrong to rehear it? And if we camped out on it for a while, would, would that be okay if it got down on the inside of you and began to change your life? Because we were looking, I would like to tell you this was just $500. This was not. This was a lot of money. And we're sitting here today with that debt completely paid in full, not because of what we did, but because of what God's Word said we could do. And you've got to get yourself in a place where you're not listening to the wisdom of the world you got to be listening to the wisdom that comes from God. And we're going to learn here in a little bit that the wisdom that comes from God is everything that's written inside this Word. This is not just a neat little book of sayings. This is a, 
This is a truth. So let's, um, I just wanted to share that with you as a, as a personal testimony that this, I'm telling you, I'm not up here just preaching this stuff because that's what Susan tells us to do. This is stuff that is working in, in our life. Uh, different things, I'm just going to go ahead and share while I'm sharing. Is that okay? Uh, before, uh, I remember sitting at our house in Russellville in, uh, in my garage believing God for a shop. And yesterday, I sat in that shop and prepared this message. I'm t- this is not a figment of my imagination. This stuff is happening before our very, not, the Word of God is happening. And that's why I go back to that, to that confession, what He's done for others, He'll do for you. But as Pastor talked about last week, a lot of times that our words are like this, or you know, our lives are like this big ship with that small rudder. And we'll start out the day confessing right. Well, the ship's kind of starting to turn, and, and at the end of the day, we say something negative, and it's, it's taking another course, and that ship never gets all the way turned around. But I, there's other things. I believe, uh, this is on a simple note, I was believing God for a house that had a fireplace in it. And I took a big old nap Friday right in front of my fireplace. Don't tell me God don't care about every situation in your life. He does care. Uh, I believe God for a property that I could watch deer from a patio in our backyard, and we did this week. I'm telling you, this is not just theories. This is the Word of God. God cares about everything that you care about, and if you aim your words that way and don't talk against it, and even if you do, if you will repent of it. I love what Pastor, it, Pastor Tom, what, what a brilliant mind he had and what an anointing he had on his life because he made a statement that helped me so much with all of this. He said, if you say something negative, confess it as sin and repent, and God throws it as far as the east is from the west. I was like, Phew, there it is. Man, you need to get, this is, this is proof positive. You've, something else Pastor said last week, what avenues are you giving God to speak to you? Well, if, if the only, <laughs> you know, you, you can go to the gym and turn on Brett 80's hairband, <laughs> or you can turn on Keith Moore and listen about the truth of God's word. I'm not nothing against music and all that stuff, but there's been a lot of times at the gym that man, and I know they, I don't know what they're thinking, honestly, but I'll just say that's true out loud before I realize just these truths that are coming out. There's like, there's nothing wrong with listening to, to some stuff, but we understand that I would have missed that truth if my mind would have been over here. Uh, listening to the latest conspiracy theory. You can believe it if you want. I, that's not, I'm not being political or anything. I'm just saying we need to get another. There's another rabbit trail. We need to get our minds out of this world and get it in God's world. That's not my world. That's my world. So I don't have to feel like I've got to keep my uh, ear to what's going on. I need to keep my ear inside of this word because this world is not the world I want to live in. I'm looking to live in this world. I realize I'm here. Hey, I'm going to vote. I'm going to do all that stuff too. But my heart and my affections are set on heaven, not on earth. All right.
We talked about last week, or Holy Spirit did, talked about uh, our words. Uh, we read Proverbs chapter 18. Uh, Man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And, though, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That kind of jumped out at me. They that love it. Because there are a lot of people that don't believe in the power of words. And that's probably why the bad things that they're saying probably aren't happening to them. You know, when people say it just tickles me to death. Well, the reason they don't fall over dead is because they don't believe that. But I've chose, this is what God challenged me on this week was love your words. The word love means to set an affection for. And this is what he showed me this morning is if you love something, you don't abuse it. Quit abusing your words. Don't say one thing and then say something else. Don't, don't say you want this and then speak against it. Don't be wishy-washy with what you're saying. Our words being powerful, as I said, is not just another doctrinal theory that a man came up with. It's the Word of God. 2 Peter 1 and 20, it says, um, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That word prophecy means predicting the future. And the word predict means to de declare in advance. So I, have to, I need to be declaring in advance what I want to be happening in my life. And I need to love what I'm saying and not abuse those words. When I say this is what I want, I need to stick with that. I don't need to be, how, don't, se don't separate our saying from our praying. <laughs> don't separate those two. Get that down in your spirit. And I know a lot of this is not revival shouting messages, uh, message, but, I, but here's the key is victorious living. Do you want to live victoriously? I, I believe we do. We need to hear these truths and we need to get, them in, we need to get them down in us. But this is just not another a doctrine of theory, it's the Word of God. Uh, God shaped the world with His words. He spoke specifically and exactly what He wanted to happen. And I think I shared this with uh, is either Pastor or Susan, whichever would stop long enough to listen to me. Um, when He was creating, He didn't say, let there be light. And at the end of the day, say, well, that light ain't never going to get here. You know, matter of fact, when it said, he said, let there be light, and there was light, that was light, actually, I, I can't remember the word, but it actually means a coming to. I think, and I'm not saying things didn't happen instantaneously, that's not what I'm trying to say, but there could be this possibility that over time, you know, because the Bible says with a day with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. This could have been a process of time, but God never, never one time in here did God ever change what he said. He stuck with what he said. Man, are, are, are you here? Yeah. Okay. Okay, just making sure. Um, but if our world isn't our world, 
You know, everybody has their own world. <laughs> Do you know that? Everybody's got their own. Uh, that's why when I teach, I, I'm really trying to be careful about uh, when I teach about prosperity because everybody has their own idea of what they think success is. You know, what success to me may not be success to you. Success to me is muck boots in a mud hole. <laughs> to somebody else, it might be, you know, whatever it is, that frou-frou stuff, you know, that never gets, you know, it, it blows my mind about the big trucks with the big wheels and all fancy stuff and never leaves the pavement, you know. But, you know, that's, that's success to them. And then more power to them. I'm not trying to, to dog them. But maybe sometimes our world isn't taking shape because the Bible says this when God started, that the, that the earth was without form and void. And there are probably times in our life, don't, don't get condemned over this, there may be times in our life where our life isn't taking shape because of the words that are coming out of our mouth. Things ain't forming the way that you want it to. Maybe it's because there's not an instant result. I don't know. But maybe it's, we have to go back and we have to look at our words and what we've been saying over, the, over our lives. Because as we, as we said before, if we love, if we set an affection on our words, and if we love our words, then we're going to be, those words are going to be purposeful and they're going to be intentional. Um, so we need to go back and we need to just ask, her, what, what have I been saying? What have I been what have I been pronouncing over my life? Uh, as I said last week, God didn't send me here to reteach. Uh, it wasn't like Pastor Susan didn't do a good job, but I'm going to tell you when something's in your spirit, what else are you going to talk about? Um, and as I said before, if we, if we heard it once, is it worth hearing again? Uh, until we get it in us. Because I want there to be a confirming of the word with signs following in my life. And I'm not talking about just so I can spend it upon myself. James said this, the re we have not because we ask not, and we don't receive because we ask amiss so we can spend it upon our own lust. But how, Bubba, how can I give to somebody if I don't have anything? i got to have something. Uh, if I just pat them on the back and tell them I hope their day gets better, that's, that's a nice thing to say. But that, that's not helping them. What helps them when they're hungry is if I've got money to feed them or I've got food to feed them. If I've got coats that I can give away. If I've got furniture I can give away. If I've got money I can give away. But if I don't have anything, what do I have to offer them? And it, but we, we use this too, that if I have something to offer them, now I've got an a, a occasion to present the gospel to those people. I've got their ear. So what we use it for is, uh, and I, I think I said this, um, it's been a while back, but I believe the heartbeat of prosperity is asking itself, how can I give? That's at the heartbeat. Um, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. We'll segue and talk about wisdom for a little bit here. Uh, I'm going I'm to read verses 13 through 24, but I want to start real quickly in verse 19. It says, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. 
And it says, the Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. Well, we read in Genesis, by his word, he spoke to it. God kind of hit me with this. Wisdom from God understands that our words matter. I said, wisdom from God understands that our words matter. Do you want wisdom? Do you want to be wise? Are you tired of doing dumb stuff? <laughs> Are you tired of saying dumb stuff? So let's go back up to verse 13. It says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. And all the, get this, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. It didn't say, and some of her paths are peace. All. Can you say all? All, all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. Now, he's using this word happy a lot in this passage. So if you want to be happy, what should you be asking for? Right. The Lord by wisdom, as we read, hath founded the earth by understanding, hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. You know, you could almost, and I'm not trying to take away here, but if, if word, using good words is wise, you could almost say, keep sound words and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid, yet, yea, thou shalt lie down. Well, some people need to hear this next line. And thy sleep shall be sweet. So when I read through this, um, I thought, why am I not hanging out at Proverbs 3 <laughs> for a while? And because here it is, it says, Every, anything that I could desire can't even be compared to her. When you go back to, I think it's in 2 Samuel, whenever uh, Solomon had a dream and God asked him to ask for anything and he would give it to him. And Samuel asked, I'm sorry, Solomon asked for understanding on how to judge God's people. And because he at or wisdom, basically, but because he asked for wisdom, God said, I'm going to give you riches and honor too. So ev this is what I believe this is saying is everything that you desire, everything that is good, everything that is pleasing to God is tied up in wisdom. And what I love about God is that even though things like wisdom may be complex, he doesn't make it complicated to receive it. Let's, to, let's turn to James chapter 1. 
You know, what I love about Jesus when he came to earth, he simplified things. Because they were asking, what's the greatest commandment? And I think he might have said commandments. Maybe, I don't know. But he just said, love God and love people. He said, if you've done this, you fulfilled it all. And I'm like, that sounds pretty simple. And I know it's complex. You know, it's easy to say, I love everybody until somebody cuts you off in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) But we also know that love is not just what we feel. Love is what we do. Uh, James chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, this is what James wrote. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Let's see, ask. That's not complicated. It's complex in how maybe it all is going to come to pass, um, but it's not complicated. All I have to do is ask. But when I ask, don't turn around and start talking negative about yourself. Uh, Because James 1 and 6 also says, but let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. What does that sound like? Your mouth? For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Um, And I always thought, you know, in in the book of James, I thought, well, maybe he just picked wisdom out because, as an example, let's, let's use wisdom. But I believe what James was saying there is in wisdom, everything that's good that God wants for you is tied up in wisdom. It's under wisdom. That's why he's saying to ask for it and then ask in faith. Uh, There's been so many times in people's lives where they may have been battling a physical disease. And instead of just, you know, trying to work at their self, they need, I ought to be asking God, what do I do here? Because really asking for wisdom is asking, what do I do? And Mark had said this, it's been several, probably years ago that really helped me was there sometimes we need to be asking God and sometimes God reveals things in the natural that aids the supernatural. The right doctor, the right medicine, the right treatment, uh, the right therapy, getting in with the right person. There was one specific uh, in our family. Um... (laughs) In our family that we were dealing with, uh, someone in our family had a very severe skin condition. And I mean, we were doing everything that we thought to do. Uh, we were going to doctors. We were trying, you know, looking online. Um, I, had, I thought it was what they were eating. We, had them, we wouldn't shop in anywhere but country cupboard. Uh, you know, it was seeds and nuts, and that was about it. Any kind of a drink or whatever. Well we began to pray about it, and I thought, well, if they could just go up to the prayer line. So we had a prayer line here, and I thought they were going to get their healing now. Still didn't take place. But then all of a sudden, God got us tuned in with the right doctor, and they were like, oh, it's just your detergent you're using. I'm looking at, you know, we're looking at this complex, like, you know, this is going to take a miracle. We're going to fast and pray. We're going to get the prayer chain going. We're going to do all this stuff. And God revealed 
it's your detergent dummy. I didn't call you dummy, but you know, you kind of felt that way when it was said. But hey, I don't care how it comes. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't care how it comes, but this is the thing when we ask God, this is this is really what I'm getting to. When we ask God, don't try to tell him how to do it. Stand still and watch him work. And let him bring the right things to you. Um, I'm going to have to wrap this up. Um, a lot of people are asking God for, to, to give them things. And really, what, he is, what we should be asking is, um, God, how do I steward that? Man, I've been asking God for a million dollars for a long time. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes God, what, this is what God hit me with this week, and you know, it was always this joke, a million dollars. I guess a million dollars just was the epic. You know, if you had a million dollars, you know. But God really kind of checked me this week. He said, would you know how to steward that? I was like, no, I was planning on going to Disney World. <laughs> Not, not really, not really. But God hit me with that. Why don't you ask me to show you how to steward that? And then I can bring that into your life. Oh, I sat at a desk of somebody this week, and I, I've been wanting to kind of dabble in real estate, or I think I do. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, with the interest rates the way they are, you know, all this stuff. And just one little thing that they said is, you need to be working in cash. I was like, that's it. Who cares what the interest rates are if you got the money? You're not dealing on the same level. And I went home, I was like, all this time, I've been asking God for this hard way of somebody getting in a tight jam and selling me their house for a third of what it's worth, when really what I needed to be doing <laughs> is saying, God, show me, there's a way for me to get the money to buy this stuff. There's, there's an avenue that I'm not thinking of that you can bring me into to get to this point to where the, 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 the numbers make sense. But what I'm trying to get at is this, let God refine your words. I, I've even thought, God, show me how to ask. Give me the, if my words matter and they have power, I need to be saying, God, show me how to ask. What to ask for? How do I need to word this? And you're saying, you are taking this way too far. Much learning has made you mad. <laughs> but I want you to understand that when you're trying to get somewhere, when you're trying to get somewhere, you'll go through all the... I'm not trying to work it in myself. I'm just saying, God, give me wisdom on what to do here. On my, on my, in my health, in my finances, in my marriage. There's a lot of people that are asking God for a mate when they need to be asking God, do I know how to steward a relationship? Asking God for a house, and they're saying, do I even know, do I know how to steward this property? Asking for money, do I know how to steward that money? Asking for vehicles, do I know how to steward that? We need to be asking God specifically if our words matter and we choose to love those words. You've got to make that choice. I've made the choice to love my words. But you can ask my family. There's a lot of repenting going on sometimes. But you know what? We'll, we'll do it till we get it right. We're, going, we, we're not going to quit, are we? Don't quit. If you quit, it ain't never going to happen.
You got you to set your mind, I'm going to see this work in my life. There's people in here today that you needed to hear that your debts could be canceled if you got your words right. Because the word said so. He said to give me those petitions. Write them out. Make them plain. We wrote out exactly and we wanted to repent because I didn't want to get back there again. Show us how to get out of that mess. I love what Vic Porter Man, I'm telling you. Uh, Vic Porter, he said sometimes prosperity is sewing up the holes in your pocket. All right. Okay, this is the last point right here. Wisdom will also help you in how to posture yourself after you plant the seed of God's Word. Because a lot of people are... Um, see if I brought those in here or not. Um, they don't know how to posture themselves because they plant the seed and they hover over the top of it and just watch it every day. That will wear you out. And God, the perception of time is what you do. The perception of the time of your words manifesting has everything to do with how you posture yourself after you plant the seed. If you, you know, three months, you know, it's amazing perception of time. Like we just got done with Christmas. And if you tell kids we got to wait two weeks, they're like, two weeks? We got to wait two weeks before we get to open a present? And, and for an adult, they're like, man, two weeks, we better get, we better get busy. The perception of time is different. So when you plant a seed of God's Word, and if you, if you just get down and you're like, well, I planted that five minutes ago. Um, is that a blade? Is that a blade? No, it's rock. It's rock. And you just do that all day, every day. Three months is going to seem like an absolute eternity. But when you plant that seed and you walk away and you trust God with his word, what he said he would do. And if the thought ever crosses your mind, all you do is water that seed with praise and walk away, that three months ain't going to seem like no time. Yeah. It's all about the perception of time of what you're doing for whenever that thing to manifest. So plant the seed. If it comes across your mind, water it with praise. Because I love, it goes back to the simplicity. Mark chapter 4. And, and starting in verse 26, and he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and he should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. I, I love this part. He knoweth not how. I am so sure that a seed, how it gets put in the ground, I could just see somebody putting a time-lapse video on that of how it all all the things that have to take place in the soil, all the things, all the reactions that have to take place before it finally starts producing into something. And God's sitting here saying, you don't have to know how. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll read things like when John the Baptist said, I'm not worthy uh, to loosen the latchet of his sandals. And we get off and we, we'll do a three-month Bible study on shoe latchets. <laughs> but when we put the seed in the ground, I don't have to know how everything, I don't have to tell God, well, God, if you do it this way, I'll know it's you. Doesn't matter how it comes, it got there. 
You know, in order for us to get stuff paid off, I had to sell a property. But you know what? Come to find out, I didn't even care for that property. I didn't even like it. Made such a surplus on it, I paid myself out of debt, put a nice, healthy down payment on the house I'm living in now that I'm loving and that I'm enjoying because of we took a word that made us uncomfortable at first and we decided to go ahead and keep our nose to the grind and say, we're going to see this out to see what happens. Because a lot of times that's where faith has a start at. We're going to put this thing in the ground, we're going to see what happens. But you know what? When God confirms it with signs following, people can come by and tell me all the time, they say, that don't work. And I'm going to say, you are too late. You're too late. They're like, there's no water in the pool. I'm wet. You know, I can't. You can say what you want to, but I'm not sitting over here mad at them. I'm sitting here saying, man, if you could just get this in you. You would turn the world upside down. You could watch God work in your life. And here's the thing. What does that do? That promotes the kingdom. This is not about just promoting me or promoting you. This is about God being glorified in our lives. God doesn't want to make you rich so you can fat cat and uh, show off your stuff. He wants the goodness of God to work through you to be a testimony to somebody else of what God wants to do. Matter of fact, and I know I'm going for a long time, but we, we don't have church tonight. Um, Whenever the church was established after the day of Pentecost, and it said all the belief, this is what I noticed, that whenever the Holy Ghost fell in those people's lives, the first thing they did was they sold everything that they had and they distributed evenly. Every person had exactly what the next person has. And I'm not, I'm not trying to teach communism. That's what, I, what I'm trying to say. I'm talking about the love of God was, shine, was shown uh, abroad in their heart, and they wanted to help their neighbor. Those, you know, Ananias and Sapphire found out. They, they, messed, they messed around and found out that uh, you don't mess around with what the Holy Ghost is trying to do. But here, I'm, let's not get on that. This is where God wants us to see is whenever we, things are manifesting in our life, I can give away my furniture. I can give away my clothes. I can give away my vehicles. I can give away my money, and I know where my, who my source is. And whenever people come in here and they see that, you know what? They're going to be, the Bible says, and the Lord added to the church daily as should be saved. You want to know what happened? Those people saw that and they're like, man, I want part of that. I want to have a support system like that. I want to have a resource system like that. It's the goodness of God that draws people to change. Not traditional thinking of patting on the back and saying, I hope everything works out for you. And friend, if that's all you got, you got to start somewhere. I'm not, I'm not dogging that. I'm, I'm saying that we, we do these things and we say these things because we are trying to make an impact for the kingdom of God and to share His goodness. Let's stand. <laughs> you know, Jesus said this, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Hey, the church. Um. I'm going to tell you, it's a good feeling to give stuff away. Especially when you know you still got a, sur- <laughs> still you got a surplus. But you know what? Even if you don't, you know this, that I know, where my, who, I know where my source is. And if God told me to do it, I'm going to tell you right now. People's like, they're, I don't know if God's telling me to do that or not. I'm going to promise you this devil ain't telling you to do it. <laughs> he, he's going to tell you to kick them while they're down. You know, make, you know, well, he'll just say a lot of bad things. And I'm, I know it's, 
it's very important where you put your seed, okay? Very important. You need to be led by the Spirit, okay? I'm not just saying run out and... You know the people... You know who I'm talking about. I don't have to even say it. I'm not telling you every person you drive by that's on the corner, you need to be giving them things. Now, if God prompts you to, that's between you and God. Don't have anything to do with me. Matter of fact, a lot of people get browbeat for that, and I'm thinking, if you don't tell nobody, ain't nobody going to know about it. If you don't want people to know about it, quit flashing it on Facebook. And they won't know. Quit telling everybody about it and they won't know. <clears throat> There's a lot of things we could go there. But, but God wants to further you to help people. And I want to have something to give, don't you? I want to have something to bless people with. But I want to, I'm not going to just sit here and act like I'm a humanitarian too. I've got some desires. I've got some things I want to see done. I've got some vacations I want to go on, Ricky. See, old John would have put it on the credit card and said, you know, or we just need some re- retail therapy. But I'm telling you right now, wisdom will tell you, wait. You're going to enjoy it a whole lot more when you've got the money to pay for it. And I'm going to tell you, our generation today needs to hear that. This instant gratification stuff. Hey, it's all fine whenever you know, you're, you're driving at home, but six months later when it's sitting in the parking lot and it's just a payment, all that new wore off. And God wants to keep you out of trouble. And He's going to bless if you if you go the right direction that God wants you to, you can have that sitting in the driveway because the Bible says that the Lord makes rich and there's no sorrow added with it. Amen. Father God, we're going to believe today as we bind our faith together. God, that you're giving us wisdom. You know we have desires in our heart. You know that we have dreams and goals. You know that we want to be givers. But Father, there's a way to go about it. And Father, we're asking for wisdom on how to come into everything. We're asking for wisdom, God, on how to use your word and apply it to our life. God, that we can see results. In these last days, God, we don't need another soapbox message on, on how to vote. God, we need to see the kingdom working in full power. And we need to see signs and wonders being done in our lives, God, that we can bless other people. That we can be a blessing to them. God, we might need to know the, the functions of, you know, how, what the morals of voting and things like that. But God, at the end of the day, this is not the world that we're, that we're focused on. That's a better word. This is not the world that we're focused on. God, we're focusing on that world that, Father, you have already provided everything that we need. And Lord, we just ask for sound wisdom, sound discretion. Help us to watch our words, not so we can get a pat on the back. But God, that the word can be working and producing in our life. And we're going to thank you. We're going to praise you in advance, God, for what's working in our life. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.